I'm on a mission. A mission to speak with the most inspiring people from all over the world. I want to know their stories. I want to know what stories they used to tell. And are those the same stories that they're telling today? Or did they redefine that story to overcome limiting beliefs and achieve their dreams? I want to help them share their stories. Why? Because I know the power of the story. I know that it can make or break you. It can give you the world or it can tear it apart. There's always two sides going down in your head and you get to choose. Will I listen to the one that's trying to stop me or the one that keeps pushing? These are their stories and this is the stories we tell. What's up guys, it's your host Jamie Messina and we have another amazing guest for you today, Train with Shay. Alright, that's her name on Instagram, her name is Shay, she lives um, in my building. I've been blessed with a lot of amazing people, um, just even right here in my building in St. Pete, but all around St. Pete I think um, it's just a good vibe around here and the people I'm connecting with and aligning with uh, are really, it's exciting for me. So the thing about Shay that I was connected to was She's super driven, business oriented, doing big things, and um, you know, just just super interesting to watch because she really is killing it at business. And once I heard her story and realized that she didn't have any help understanding how to do this, she figured it out on her own. I'm like, ooh, we need to share this with all of you guys because anybody can do it. You don't need the background, you don't need the education, you don't need all the things. You just need. Uh, a passion and a drive, and that's what Shay has that I wanted to share with you guys today. So go ahead, check it out. Uh, leave us a review if there's something that you find valuable, and I can't wait for you to hear from Shay. All right, so I have um, Shay in the house from Train with Shay. And first of all, actually, I don't know if you know this. So fun fact, guys, <laughs> the way that I even knew you existed, I moved to St. Pete, Florida, like a year, a little over a year ago, and. Um, into a building and I had somebody message me on my story and be like, oh my God, you live in the same building I think as um, Train with Shay and I was like, who? And they were like, Train and they sent me your profile and then I went to your profile and I was like, oh shit, I was already following you. Oh my so gosh. I didn't even know and I was like, oh yeah, she has my counters. So, Small world. Um, right? And so then I was, that's how I knew that you existed. So that's cool. <laughs> um, happy to have Shay here with me today because first of all, she's kicking my ass, best shape of my life by 40 which is in five months june 14th so let's do it and um yeah so welcome thank you thank you for having me i'm excited yeah i'm excited to have you so here's the deal i i kind of say this at the beginning so this you know the the podcast name is the stories we tell and Mm -hmm. i just want to hear about your story because i'm sure that you have um a story that's inspiring. Yeah, for and sure. And I'm actually intrigued because I really don't know anything. Cool. About Where do you want me to start? Do you want me to start from my <laughs> upbringing? Do you want me to start from how my business started? Where do you typically well, have people start with their story? Let's talk about, so you have a successful coaching business, mm-hmm. do very well online and everything. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, tell me a little bit about your past. Sure. Like how did you... How did I get into that? Well, let's go deeper. Okay. Because it's fitness. Guys, Go check. Well, you. I'll. I'll put her um Instagram and stuff in at the end, so you can go. Check, but Shay is fit as fuck. Like you know, it's <laughs> like on it. And I'm sure that when you were a kid, was were you just always like that? Or yeah. Like- so we. Yeah. Let's just start from there. So um, growing up, I actually started getting into like 
the world of kind of working out, not in the fitness space that I do now, like mm-hmm. bodybuilding and, and weightlifting, but I started dancing, like doing hip hop, jazz, tap, ballet Ooh. when I was really young. I was like eight years old, I think, and I was in my living room um, and my parents, uh, well, it was, you know, I'm, I'm almost 30 years old now. I'm, I feel like, you know, I'm hitting the 30 mark, but this is really going to show my age for people that are younger that are listening. Um, <laughs> I opened a phone book. And I was looking through the phone book to try to find a dance academy that I could go to because I just found myself dancing in the living room all the time, watching TV shows, people were dancing, and I was like, I want to do that too. So I looked through the phone book and I found the most colorful, largest picture article I could find, you know, marketing at its finest. And it was called Golden Slippers Dance Academy. So I said, mom and dad, I really want to join this dance academy. And then I got into the dance academy. I started, I really loved hip hop. And I started doing hip hop. Um, I, I did all of the classes, but I loved hip hop especially. And I picked it up really, really quick. And so I just became really competitive. And they had a competitive dance team. And so I started doing competitive dance. So I had always been active my whole life. And when I started getting into like late middle school, early high school, I wanted to start eating healthier um, because my body had always, you know, looked pretty good because I stayed active and I didn't eat like absolute garbage. But you know, I was a kid. I had the you know, the gushers and the foot oh, fruit by gushers. the foot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I especially, I don't even know what it was that triggered me to start getting into wanting to eat even more healthy. Mm-hmm. Like nobody in my life was sick or anything like that. I just mm-hmm. like was like, I, I want to treat my body good. So yeah. I started eating healthier. And then um, I, at the age of 17, I stopped dancing because I got into a relationship and it wasn't, it, it was actually with a man. Um, <laughs> I'm gay for anyone listening, but at, at, the, at that time, you know, I was in Virginia and Virginia is not at the time, you know, we're a more progressive area now, era now, but at the time, um, being gay was not like, there, there was nobody I knew that was gay. There was a couple of bisexual girls in my classes mm. that, um, you know, people thought they were weird. Mm-hmm. And so I just didn't even dive into that. So I started dating a guy and I knew that I had that side about me, but I started dating him because it was the right thing to do in quotes. And um, then I stopped dancing because I was just so engulfed in him and mm-hmm. like everything that he was doing. I wanted to hang out with him all the time. And so, you know, I was dancing six days a week at that time. And so then I was like, I can't dance six days a week and have a boyfriend. So I just stopped altogether. It was not, it was, that's actually one of the biggest regrets of my life, but Mm. I wouldn't be here today if, if, you know, I didn't do the things that I did. So it's just a lesson learned at this point. Um, But I stopped dancing and then I started getting really, really thin because I wasn't active. And when you're active, you want to eat more. For me, when I'm not active, I'm not as hungry, so I don't eat as many calories. On top of that, I've always been a very independent soul. Starting from, I looked up in the phone book, a dance right. academy on my own. You know, I, I wanted to like, when I want to do something, I've always done it. And um, so <clears throat> I moved out before I graduated high school with this boy. And I was working for my mom because she owns a medical transcription company. And so I was typing for her. And then as soon as I graduated high school, I was going to school full time. So I was going to school full time. I started um, working with her. And she started bodybuilding. And that's what intrigued me to get into bodybuilding. I watched her on stage and I was like, oh my gosh, like she looks like a badass. She is muscular. She's fit. She looks so so dope. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So then she started taking me to the gym. And I remember the first time we went to the gym, I was doing my apartment thing. I was going to school full time. I was, you know, doing that. But then I made a little bit of time for the gym because I was intrigued by it. Mm. And 
Um, I remember the first time we went to the gym together, she had me do the leg press, the incline leg press. And it was the very first exercise, very first set. I almost threw up. (laughs) I didn't eat anything before I went. I was so out of shape. I was so skinny. I was so like just depleted of Mm -hmm. every nutrient you could imagine. And so I was like, oh my God, I can't go back to the gym. Like, this is humiliating. My mom was like, come on, you can do it, you know? And then eventually she kind of read me and she was like, all right, we'll try next time. So I really pushed that off for a while and I started a second job. And then um, we'll kind of fast forward. I was working two jobs. I was going to school full time. And then I just became overwhelmed with all of the work. I um, ended up buying a house with my significant other. We flipped it. We sold it. And um, right before that, we broke up. And I started really exploring my lesbian side. I eventually was like, I got to be me. So I came out to my parents. It was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and um, then after that, when I sold my house, I moved down to Florida for a girl. And that's oh. why I'm here now. Oh. So when I moved down to Florida, um, I started working out a little bit here and there, very randomly. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, but when I really got into it, it was four years-ish into um, living in Florida. And one of my mm. friends, who I became friends with, I think I met her via Instagram, Um, We started hanging out and she knows how to work out. Like she knew workout splits and all those kinds of things. So I was like, hmm. So I started working out with her regularly. She ended up having like a falling out with her roommate. I let her stay on my couch for a month. We were going to work out together in that time frame. And that's when I really started to pick it up. Then I started dating a girl that was in the bodybuilding space. Oh, yeah. The same space as my mom was in. And so then that's when I really started getting into it. And it was weird because when I started dating her, she was at a point when she didn't really want to work out as much like she was so into it for I don't even know how many years two three four years and so her body was just like I need a break but I was like I need to get into this so I learned what I could from her she didn't know like a ton about food and stuff but she taught me a pretty good amount you know she taught me how to work out and um what workouts go together you know like how how to set up a workout split Mm -hmm. um and then but I wanted to start coaching Um, Because she had been coaching and she told me, you know, if you coach, like, the girls are just going to want to get with you. And she had that idea in my head. And I was like, what? Yeah. Let's talk about that for a minute. (laughs) Yeah. So I just like, and and I shouldn't have listened to that. I should have went with my gut and started doing what I wanted to do, but I didn't. And so um, she told, because, you know, she was used to working girls out and apparently I guess they would hit on her. So, you know, whatever. Was this, she was... Your friend or your girlfriend? She was my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So she was projecting onto you. Yes. Yes, oh, exactly. Yeah. All right. Yes. So you listened to her. So I did listen to her. I did listen to her. And plus, like, I had plenty going on where I just, like, I wasn't, like, super, like, I have to be right. a fitness coach. I, that that was kind of, like, in the back of my mind, but still a thought. Like, I wanted it, but I was, that like, little, you know what? like, burning. Isn't that weird how that works, though? Yeah. Because here you are, and I'm, obviously, we're going to hear the rest, but, like, when you, when you, like, know that you're meant to be something, like, it just keeps tugging at you mm-hmm. or like you can look back at life and be like oh man everything set me up for this yeah um yep. sorry to interrupt you go ahead no you're good <laughs> i start talking really fast too, so let me slow <laughs> oh, down I'm really, a bit. that actually like a slowed slow me talker. down um so one little tidbit i forgot to mention was that i uh I started doing this Instagram thing when I moved down to Florida, right? So there were these lesbian pages, and so I started owning a page with this other girl. Um, We were in our early 20s, and it was like an early 20s thing to do, Mm -hmm. you know, to like do the lesbian pages. And what I mean by Mm -hmm. that is some girls own different pages. They were called different things. They would shout you out, post your picture on What was yours called? Lesbian Babes. 
because I'm like at 100,000 followers. I used to uh, look in the hashtags for that stuff, so mm-hmm. maybe I, I probably <laughs> I have no page. idea where that page is now. But <laughs> um, So that's how I started to grow a little bit of a following. Mm-hmm. And then when I started dating her, she also had a following. So my following not only grew from her following, but also I started posting fitness stuff. Yeah. So we'll fast forward to us breaking up. Once we broke up, I started really getting into this excitement of wanting to do be a fitness coach. So I started studying a lot, like every day, all day. And I'm the type of person where when I want to do something, I just... Dude, where does that come from? I don't know. Because I could already tell, like, all right, because that's exciting for me For because most of the people who come on, right... They'll talk about, you know, when I was young, mm-hmm. I, like for me, for example, I had no self-esteem, you know, and like was doing drugs and wanted to kill myself. And then like I had to learn this thing. The story I was telling myself was not, you're a winner, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like you have that already just built in you, which first of all is amazing. You like, I feel Thank like you're you. light years ahead. Um, but do you know, did that come from your parents or? Well, you know, it's funny. Once you start speaking and I stop, it gives me a second to think. And I was just <laughs> thinking, I was like, you know what? There is, there, there's definitely a deep rooted reason. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to go too deep into my parents' situation, but they ended up having a really troublesome financial situation happen. We had to yeah. move out of the house we lived in. And so I saw that financial struggle not only that, I've always been an independent person. That was just like mm-hmm. kind of engraved in me. My dad owns a business. My mom owns a business. But I um, I never wanted to see myself struggle like that ever. Yeah. And the fights and the arguments and stuff around money, I was just like, I will do whatever I have to do to make sure that that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So my independence, along with wanting to make sure that never happens, I feel like kind of those two together turned me into the entrepreneur yeah. that I am. And the like, I want to do it full out, you know, to make myself because like if I'm going to do something why do it half-assed like I want to do it and <laughs> well that's what well you were do. born with because all right yeah. so there is a story that that just reminded me of and a story that I share with people and it's a CEO and a, um, a worker and the worker's been fired like a million times this is a hot mess worker right mm-hmm. and the CEO is just a powerhouse and they were both interviewed and the person said okay to the to worker so why are you this way why are you you know getting arrested and getting fired and he said well my dad was an alcoholic and so I am too mm-hmm. and then they go and they interview the CEO who's killing it right they're just killing it at life, business, and everything. And they said, well, how are you this successful? What happened? And they said, well, my dad was an alcoholic. And so I promised myself I would never be that way. Yep. And so that's how I am today. And so same story, right? But different paths. Yep. Like you, you're, so that it has to do with you, right? Yeah. You either have it or, or you don't, or you learn it or you don't. And exactly. You use an excuse or you take responsibility. Exactly. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you either learn and grow and, and try to change your outcome break the pattern yeah or mm-hmm. you uh you kind of just, just make it an excuse you, accept you, it exactly this is my this is you give away control of your life exactly just like which that's kind of what this is about is like even if you are telling yourself the story that the worker was telling that okay my parents are an alcoholic i'm an alcoholic that's just in our blood or whatever um you can change it right now and maybe this is triggering something like you can change it right now like shay saw what was going on with her family and she, I, I don't want to be in a financial situation like that so I'm going to do everything I can and just had like a passion ignited now that doesn't happen for everybody for me it took a while yeah. I had to hit the fucking rock bottom you know to actually <laughs> figure something out yeah but that's okay too because you yeah. can start at any freaking time absolutely yeah that's cool yeah so um so we had these followings right I'm, I was trying to remember where I was at whenever we kind of broke the, the story here so <laughs> I we, really back in yeah <laughs> so we both had these followings we break up I had a bit of a following. I think it was like, I don't know, 20,000 followers at the time. I don't even remember. Um, 
And so it was enough where I had people DMing me because I was posting fitness stuff, asking mm-hmm. if I did meal plans, asking if I did fitness plans. And I was mm-hmm. like, I've got lots of people asking me this, you know? And um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a lot of studying. So I just studied and studied and studied for like two full years. Um, and then I started looking up how to start a business. I had never started a business. Well, actually, I, I actually, I, I take that back. I owned a, a cleaning business with my girlfriend at the time, my ex-girlfriend, the one that has all mm-hmm. the followers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't really know a lot. I kind of just Googled and set up a business, and then I started cleaning houses and stuff. But <laughs> Hold on. Do Dude. we need to go back to that? No, well, I'm just like, I love it. Okay, we'll, we'll, I'm going to let you finish, but yeah. later I want to come back to this because yeah. part of the reason why I want to have this podcast is because I do believe that like LGBT Q plus people like need something beyond like hey we're party people yeah. or whatever like they so we're gonna come back to the business things but keep cool. going cool. okay <laughs> so I get all these DMs I get ignited I start um, studying mm-hmm. so I learn everything I can learn then I started learning how to op- uh, start a fitness business you were talking about you had a cleaning business yes yes and everyone was uh-huh. d- uh, DMing you about right, right, fitness. Right. And so you Googled yep. how to have business. Yep. <laughs> which and so I was spending five, because uh, I, I always have had, pretty much since I can remember, I've always had two jobs. Yeah. Um, I started working for my mom, like I said, when I was 18. But then I got that second job. I think I was still 18 when I got that second job. I was waiting tables. So I was working two jobs at this point, too. Mm-hmm. And so I was slinging eggs during the day at a breakfast place. I was bartending at night. And then any hours I had in between, I was setting up my business, studying business, Um and so, you know, typically I would try to allow myself four hours a day to set up my business. Damn. Um, yeah, it was like, I'm working, I'm working on my business. Because, like, I didn't want to compromise income for free time at the time. Right. I wanted to continue to make my income and then just work really hard. Because yeah. I didn't want to take time off and not make money, which sometimes people can do, you know. And right. I could have done that, but I just didn't. I still wanted to continue to grow my wealth and then Gaining work hard. some momentum and doing yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and I had time, you know, like my job wasn't stressful. Right. It was freaking slinging eggs and bartending. Like, yeah. come on, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm showing up to work, I'm doing my job, and I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, so then whenever I set up my business, I literally had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea. These people that were coming to me, this was a trial and error, as with any fitness coach. There yeah. is no fitness coach that starts their business and is like, I know exactly what I'm doing. No, you have to experiment with people, mm-hmm. try different calories, different macros, different workouts. You have to try with people. And, and there were people that were willing to take a chance on me. So I did that. And there were a lot of learned lessons. There were a lot of things that I didn't do enough. There were a lot of things that I should have done a little more of. Like, there are a lot of things that I learned along the way. And I just got better and better and better over the months and months because I would hear people's complaints. I would hear people's good things that I was doing. And I would just take those. I would listen to them. And then I would grow from it and create more and add more value. And um, then what really, I I decided to quit my jobs and started doing this full time because I felt in my soul, I was like, you know what? I'm spending so much time slinging eggs and bartending and I don't even wanna do that, that I'm not spending enough time on my business and growing my business. So I had plenty of money saved. I also had this idea to live in a van. So right (laughs) away. Yes, I wanna hear the van (laughs) part. (laughs) So I don't know, I don't even know what sprung up the idea to live in a van. I think I was watching YouTube and I was like, oh my God, this would be perfect for me because I'm quitting my jobs. It's stressful to have bills and be an entrepreneur that is sort of like a starving artist. Yes, I know what you mean there. (laughs) Yeah, and I didn't have any help. Like I had no help. Mm -hmm. It was me, myself, and I. So, I started looking up van life and I was intrigued by it because like I don't need a lot like I'm not 
a materialistic person. I don't need like the nicest things. And here I am saying this. We live in the nicest building in St. Pete. But um, at the time, and still to this day, but I have still, those deep roots. We've yeah. talked about it. It's not about the building. It's about the energy in the building. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I want to try out this van life. So my dad um, is the one that helped me flip my house in Virginia. So I messaged my dad. I said, dad, I want to live in a van. Mm-hmm. And and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and so I explained my story and why I wanted to do it. I was like, I could save some money. I want to grow my business. And like my mom and dad, thankfully, have always, you know, they have their opinions. Yeah. My dad didn't want me to live in a van. Like wh- whose dad wants them to right? live in a van? I know. But they've always let me do what I want to do. They've always let me learn from my mistake. They've always, like, they, they've always trusted me. Like when I was in school and parents were looking at their yeah. kids' grades and paying attention to their homework, my parents never did that. They just trusted me. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, I did a really good job, yeah. you know, but they've always just been that way with me. They've always let me, you know, have my own thing and do my own thing. So um, he was like, all right, cool. You need me to help you flip a van. Let's flip a van. Yes, so I dad. drove up to Virginia <laughs> when my, yeah, I drove up to Virginia. Love you, dad. I'm sure you're going to watch this. I'll tell you, or listen to this. I'll tell you to listen to this. But um, I drove up to Virginia. We started building out the van. Um, we finished the van. And then I started living full time in the van. And that's when my business started to really grow because I got to spend time mm-hmm. marketing myself on stories and being like, yo, like, this is what I'm about. This is what I can do for you. Like, join my program. Then at, at that time I had a membership program because I wanted to transition. I was doing one-on-one training yeah. and I wanted to transition from one-on-one training that was very hands-on and time consuming yeah. into this um, membership style training, which I actually learned from Jordan Syatt, who's really well known on Instagram. He has a membership. So Jordan Syatt has a membership program and I was like, you know what? I want to try this out. So I set up a membership program on my website because all people do is log in. You set it up, you spend a yeah. good amount of time setting it up, do the hard work in the in the front end, mm-hmm. and then you just reap the benefits on the back end. It's passive. So there were some things I did, like I have a Facebook group. You know, I would post in there on a you know a regular basis and um, keep girls engaged, women engaged, so they would you know want to stay on the program and keep yeah. paying the monthly fee. Um, and then I built it up to a really solid point where I was making more money than I was off of both slinging eggs and bartending at the same time. <laughs> yes. And I was just living in a van chilling. That's I right. was like, oh my God, this mm-hmm. is freaking amazing. Like mm-hmm. I'm literally doing almost no work. Right. And I'm making more money than I did working 70 hours a week. Yeah. Like what's going on? So then that even fueled me even more. I was like, if I can do this, I'm going to take it to the next level. So since I had as much time as I had on my hands, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to start doing one-on-one training again. You know, I'm going to start picking up some clients. So then I built it up to about double of the income as I was making when I was just doing the memberships. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, the unfortunate thing that happened happened and it made me situate myself here in this apartment complex. So basically I was living in a van. Um, I, uh, the pandemic hit. Yeah. Am I good? No, I, I just keep going like that because sometimes oh, okay. it turns off and I want to make sure it gets okay. um, I was living in a van. The pandemic hit. I was hanging out with my friend Terry. We were snowboarding. I was van lifing it up. Yeah. Um, as soon as we got back from snowboarding, she we, we got the message, the, the news that uh, there was, you know, coronavirus was going Ugh. on. And I was just like, oh, this will be two or three weeks. We'll be done. Like, who thought that we would be here where we are today? You know, who thought that? I didn't think that. I was I, like, mm, I'm a chill here I for a few weeks. I being in the gym. I was in the gym and I had a trainer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was there because normally I would work out at home and like watching the TVs like because I was on the elliptical. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this isn't going to... Like, what do they... T- they do this every year. Yeah. Whew, that's just crazy. Yeah. 
So what happened? What yeah, so um, when the when coronavirus hit, I was like, I was living in a van. So when I, I had planned to leave, we went snowboarding. I went back to her house. I had planned to leave and go on my journey. I was headed to California. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I didn't get to go to California because I was I didn't have a shower in my van, so I was showering at gyms. Oh. And I also was doing my work at coffee shops because I needed Wi-Fi. Oh my and my, I bought a little, like, I don't know what those things are called. I can't think of it at the top of my hotspot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought a hotspot, wasn't working in my van. I couldn't get connection, so I always had to go to a coffee shop. So gyms were closed. Coffee shops were closed. What am I going to do? Wipe my ass every day with some right? wipes? Like, I, I have to shower. That's crazy. So I decided... <laughs> We were, we, we decided to go camping because I was like, you know what? I'm going to hang out for here for a few weeks. We decided to go camping. We went camping and my friend, her name is Terry. Um, she has a girlfriend who was interested in flipping a trailer, a camper. Yeah. And we were walking along the campsite and she was like, my girlfriend's looking at campers like these and she wants to, um, she wants to flip it and turn it into a cute tiny home. And I was like, hold up. So I started looking up campers. Yeah. I was like, and I found this one for $8,000 in Virginia, in Chesapeake, in pretty good shape. Like literally all I had to do was paint and do my fixings. Uh-huh. So I called my dad up. I was like, dad, I got another project. <laughs> he goes, oh, I need your dad. There we go. I know. He's awesome. Um, I was like, dad, I got another project. But he made me do this project 95% on my own. Mm-hmm. He was like, all right, you got another project. You're going to do it. I'll give you my driveway, but you're going to do it. So I sent him the money. I had him pick up the trailer. Or I had him go check out the trailer. We Facebook or we FaceTimed. He checked out the trailer, um, and then the guy actually dropped it off at the house, which was nice of him. The guy that owned the trailer. So then I start this project. I come to Virginia and I start this project. I did a whole YouTube series on it, and I started getting some traction on YouTube. I started making some money on YouTube, mm-hmm. and then I was like, Oh my god, I'm like flipping. I'm making money. Like this is crazy. And it was just kind of like snowballing in the best way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then. I came down to Florida because I was going to head over to California, but I was trailing the camper with my van. So I headed down to Florida. I decided I was going to stay at a campsite. Wait, the camper's attached to your van? It was attached to my van, yeah. So I put a weight distribution system on my van so it could pull up to 10,000 Did you Google that too? Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So I put a weight distribution and my dad actually knew a little bit too. Like Mm -hmm. he's, he owns a concrete company, so he's towed stuff before. So I just went to the, I did a little Googling. He does Googling too with me. You know, he's a handyman. He's really good. But yeah. we both Google together. We figure shit out together. Google was amazing. Yeah. So um, I flipped the van. I mean, sorry, sorry. I flipped the camper. We go. I go down to Florida because I wanted to take my time getting over to California because yeah. that weight is pulling heavy weight. Right. I mean, that that van is pulling heavy weight. So I was like, I want to take my time just in case. Like, just take little trips and get over there because I wanted to rent a spot in Los Angeles and hang out in Los Angeles. Yeah. That was the plan. Never, never happened. But I always wanted to move to West Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> so I get down to Florida. I stay. I end up staying longer than I needed to. My brakes. I had brake issues. I ended up getting the um, the brakes fixed. But I sold the trailer while the brakes the while the van was in the shop. Mm-hmm. So I um, sell the trip. So I sell the camper to actually a lesbian couple. Oh yeah. Um, nice. For nineteen thousand dollars, I believe. Damn. So yeah, and so I. So how was it. the profit that you made? Uh, I think I spent I spent more money on the interior just because I planned on staying in it than right. I should have. It yeah. would have cost me maybe fifteen hundred bucks, like mm-hmm. maybe. I think I spent two or three grand. I really can't remember. I actually have a video on that on YouTube too. Yeah. So if oh, you're yeah, interested, I watched the other day. yeah. Um. So I made I made a good profit. Uh, good in my eyes anyway yeah. I mean it was a three I mean, week transformation you know awesome. and it was for fun yeah so I sell it and then I was like you know what my van's in the shop I literally I don't want to waste money on an Airbnb because Airbnbs are expensive I don't I'm like fuck I got I got two big dogs it mm-hmm. wasn't like 
it wasn't the easiest thing in the world to do van life with two big dogs. I yeah. probably should have mentioned the dogs in the oh beginning. My God, yeah. I had two dogs. So I was like, you know what? I think this is a sign that I just need to chill for a little bit. So um, one of my friends that I was hanging out with a lot of the time that I met here, she decided to uh, take me around like St. Pete and stuff. And I was hanging out with, you know, I, I met tons of people, made quite a few friends in a short amount of time or like acquaintances more yeah. like. And um, I go, I tour the first apartment complex, which is this one. And when I toured it, I was like, holy shit, like, I want to live here. I just did so much work. I've been traveling in a van. Like, I need to reward myself for the first time ever with a nice place because I've always compromised yeah. on, on the cars that I've had, the places that I've lived in. I've always tried to just budget myself so much back to my roots where my parents had financial mm -hmm. issues. So I was like, you know what? I am splurging. I can afford this. I've got enough money in the bank to cover rent until I can even yeah. fathom. <laughs> so I, and I like, and I admittedly would go back and forth, kind of have this buyer's remorse idea in my head. And I was like, you know what? I just got to do it. So four days later I signed a lease and I moved in here. Then mm -hmm. the next thing that happened was the thing that brought me to where I am today. I decided to hire a, a business coach yes. and it was the best decision of my life. Yes. Literally best decision of my life. I had no idea what sales and marketing was. I had no idea about how to grow a business. Like I, I didn't know what that, I've mm -hmm. literally always just Googled and figured it out on my own. Yes. You know, which is, which is y'all take note on that. You don't need to hire, well, you eventually, but I'm saying like Google can get you far. Yeah. It, I, yeah. I mean, technically, if I didn't want to hire a fitness business coach, I wouldn't have had to. It just mm -hmm. scaled me much quicker. Right. Yeah. You know, I could have continued Googling and, I think and figuring it out. coaches are important. I have, oh, yeah. I have three. You're, you're one of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, coaches in, in all aspects are really great. So what got me to actually get on the the program with, her name is Dela, um and Chad, they own a... Uh, a, a fitness um, business coaching company. So it's mm -hmm. circled around fitness. What got me to join was Dela posted uh, a post and said something along the lines of, I'm making more money in one month now than I did in a year as a nurse. Yes. I'm like, oh my God, what? <laughs> that because I know, <laughs> I, I know typically the average nurse's salary, depending on the state, it varies a little bit, but I was like, you are making that much money in a month? Mm -hmm. I got to figure out how you're yeah. doing that. So I messaged her and she was like, hey, the course starts in X amount of weeks. If you want to sign, I'm like, sign me up. Here's my credit card. Let's go. And then I was waiting the weeks and I was like, oh my God, should I drop out? Like this was a lot of money. You know, I was having that buyer's remorse, but I yeah. was like, you know what? I got to do this. Like I got to take a chance. I want to grow my business. I want to mm -hmm. be successful, yeah. you know? So I started the business. I mean, I started the coaching literally my first week of coaching yes. i i signed like 30 something clients it was insane more than i probably should have admittedly but <laughs> yeah. i just had to work my ass off every single day mm -hmm. all day like 12 to 16 Which you hours still a day do. yeah yeah i still because do it's you i feel like yeah but in other ways i do <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that was just like setting up programs answering messages setting up yeah. programs answering messages just going and going and going um and then i ended up hiring a sales assistant and she took over my calls and so that really helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know how long it's been, but that's about, uh, or how long I've been talking, but that's about where I am in life right now. I okay, have an assistant. So I have, <laughs> so I have so many, so many things. First, yeah. um, so the stories we tell, right? Mm -hmm. You always had in your head, like, if I, I can do it. And mm -hmm. not only if can I do it, but if I'm going to do it, I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Thank you. Um, so one of the things that I love about this is uh, I, I it's not just for LGBT whatever people 
But I do invite a lot of those people on because I don't know, I feel like our experiences might have been a little bit different um, to where like, you know, you were hustling and doing business very young. Mm -hmm. But the way that I grew up and when I got into the scene and the community was, let's just all get fucked up yep. and like as fucked up as you possibly can. Like I mm -hmm. felt like it was like frat boy for life mm -hmm. until you meet your wife and move away and yes. no one ever sees you again. That's exactly how, and I can tell you a story about that too. So there's no in between mm -hmm. in my opinion. And still for the past, I really don't see there's people, but where is there a space to go? And so like the people that I invite on here, I, I do want to bring a lot of people from the community on here to kind of create that for younger people. Yeah. Because if I had seen that when I was 18, I wouldn't have wasted um, which by the way, it's not wasted because it brought me here today. We mm -hmm. know it all unfolds perfectly. And if it could have went another way, that would have been great too. Yeah. You know, so, um, so I don't have to experience all that. Like, Oh, you mean, you know, there is this other, like, I don't have to be either a frat boy for life yeah. or get married and be all about my wife. Like you can actually be a successful business owner and yeah. like, uh, be an entrepreneur and be in a growth mindset and personal growth and like it's okay to make money like that's not a bad thing and yeah I would um that's what we're doing here so I feel like you fit in like a, a specific niche within even the podcast yeah I agree um I you know when I got into really um exploring my sexuality I was pretty much just hanging out with lesbians especially mm, when I came down to Florida because mm -hmm. like I hadn't I didn't get to experience that when I was younger or in my early 20s or it at all and so when I came down to Florida and I was doing the lesbian babes pages, I was like, this is so much fun. Like I get to meet people that are like me, mm -hmm. you know, I never had really knew anybody like me or, or that like enjoyed the same things as me right. in that way. Mm -hmm. So I would hang out with lesbians all the time. And you know, the majority of the girlfriends that I've ever dated, never had money, never had good jobs, always wanted to drink, always wanted to get drunk. I've only had two girlfriends ever that had their life together in some regard. One was my ex who I learned the uh, fitness stuff from and one is my current girlfriend. Yeah. I have never, and, and it's unfortunate that like, you know, I don't know that many or I've dated that, or, I mean, I haven't dated that many people in general, but I don't know that many lesbians that have, you know, done something with their lives, you know? Yeah, and yeah, I mean, and I'm not, I, I think that part of that is, it's what you see and, and you are like the average of the people that you hang out with, right? Yeah, exactly. And so if everybody's getting drunk, like even if you have the idea to go and do something else, it's outside of the box. You have to get uncomfortable and other people aren't. And lots of times if you're doing something that other people aren't, they're going to pull you back in. And mm -hmm. if you don't have a strong mindset, yeah. then you're going to get pulled back down and never actually follow through on the things, which is why this is so important, you know? Right, yep. And I mean, we were younger, you know, we were in our early 20s, but there was not really much of an influence in general at all, you know, yeah. around me. And so that's why I mostly had to Google and figure shit out for myself. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I was, and I'm not saying all lesbians aren't successful no. or the majority, but it's just like, you know, it's it's hard to find. It's I a definitely it's a, a well-known thing that yeah. like, not just lesbians, I think the community in general, like getting fucked up and mm -hmm. going out and partying is a big part of that. Yep. It, and... I didn't know if it still was because I haven't been in, involved in a while, but I think it probably still is, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's part of a way to, to socialize and like we are a very small group mm -hmm. of people in terms of the entire population in the world. So the entire population in the world, there's so many things, especially like that straight people and, and like organizations and things that you can do as non-LGBT right. people that LGBT people don't have or haven't created. So right. we just go party together <laughs> so let me ask you this just brought in a whole new topic in my mind as well so i think we can both agree that when you're like 
getting fucked up and partying that a lot of drama and toxic mm-hmm. uh, energy and behavior can come into that and so I don't even know where I was going with that but well it just goes hand in hand so mm-hmm. then so then it's just like a vicious cycle yeah getting fucked up toxic behavior which isn't supporting maybe growing a business or personal growth or anything like that exactly which is holding people back um, which still happens you know yeah, absolutely yeah which is what well, that's what we're here for that is and what that's we're here actually for. part of the purpose of, of this and why I'm gonna interview a lot of people that I do which by the way not everybody is uh in the community but a lot of them will be yeah that's cool because you're you're doing big things and um even so to come from you know nobody helped you Mm -hmm. you had to do it all on your own you fucking googled yeah you know how many times (laughs) are people message me and they'll say hey how many things are in I'm like did you fucking google it yeah you know google is your best friend like take initiative and take ownership of your life like yeah just is what it is yeah absolutely yeah so all right was there ever a time that you doubted yourself or what oh my gosh I still do to this day sometimes I think that's a part of the process especially being an entrepreneur like you are always especially you know like for me and I need to remind myself a lot of the time where I'm at and how much I've done for myself because I'm constantly finding myself in this I could be better Mm. I can do better I can do more I can be more successful why am I not more successful yeah especially when you start surrounding yourself around people Mm. that are doing even better than you um you know because I don't mean to toot my own horn or whatever but when I was younger I was doing better than all of my friends I made more money than all of my friends I was doing making better decisions than the majority of my friends And I still had my fair share of drama, just like every lesbian does. But I, like, you know, I didn't have those influences that I do now. And I wasn't, obviously, as successful as I am now. But I just, you know, I I find myself sometimes kind of being like, why can't I be doing more? Well, you know what they say, right? What's that? If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah, that is very true. That is 100% true. But also be kind to yourself and celebrate your wins along the way. Yep. Because I think that's a huge piece that is missing for a lot of people is, okay, Mm -hmm. what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? But never giving yourself the opportunity to celebrate where Mm -hmm. you're at and be proud of that. Like when you don't, that that can become addictive and very toxic too. Yeah. If you don't stop and celebrate and appreciate the journey. Yeah, exactly. And I got to remind myself and appreciate the journey because... I'll know, remind you too. Yeah, please do. <laughs> it's, it's nice to have that reminder from other people yeah. too, you know, because mm-hmm. you get in your head sometimes, you know? For sure. And it's like when you've made a certain amount of money for that month or you've signed a certain amount of clients or whatever your job, whatever your business is, if you've done a certain amount in that month, you're like, all right, next month I got to do right. more. Next, And then when you have a bad month, you're like, shit. But like, that's a part of owning a business. Mm-hmm. That is a part of owning a business. And I always have had this excitement to be an entrepreneur, owning what I do, not working for the man. But for any of you guys listening that work for the man, there are so many good things about right. working for the man. You get to go home, you get to go to work, do out. your job, and leave. Never that think is about the it. oh my, <laughs> that is the greatest thing about a nine mm-hmm. to five. That is the number one best thing about a nine to five because you think you become an entrepreneur, so then you don't have to work as hard and you make more money. But you're really working twenty four seven, especially in the social media space. You're like you know all the time. Normal people are going on vacation. I'm like, how can I get a good pic? How can I get a good I video? Know. What can I do? Like. Oh, you know, it becomes a, a, a lot. And that can actually be challenging in relationships. Mm-hmm. So your current girlfriend 
um, is it like she understands that, so that's a good thing. She does, you. yeah. And uh, a part of that is because she's growing her following on LinkedIn. She's very oh. business oriented. The mm-hmm. girl has got it going on when it comes mm-hmm. to business, like even more than me. Yeah. And nice. um, yeah, and so she's growing a following herself. She, so she knows what kind of time it takes, and she still fi- finds herself getting a little like, "Oh, what are you doing?" Or you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like frustrating. But it was very quick that she was like, "All right, I get it." You know, when people would comment on my stuff and say certain things, it's just like people are gonna do that. You can't stop them from doing it, and you can't take it personal and think that, oh, people don't care about my girlfriend. You know, it's just like people are, they're going to do it. People are ruthless. Yeah. Like, especially the lesbians. Oh, yeah. They do not care. They don't care. They don't (laughs) care. I actually, you know, when I was in my early 20s and dating, girls wouldn't care as much, and they would DM me and say weird stuff to, like, get me to comment back, but I don't really get those anymore. Yeah. I, I don't know if people can feel my energy or what, but mm-hmm. I don't really get those. Maybe you're attracting a more mature audience. Yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. I think that's but part yeah, of it for sure. Because uh, that's ruthless out there. I mean, mm-hmm. even if you aren't public, like that's just part of the community, I think, as well. Is like you yeah. always feel like you have to look over your shoulder, and that's not a good thing. Yeah. Which is kind of why I wanted to remove my, like, who wants to look over their shoulder? Like, I want to trust the people yeah. that I'm friends with. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's but there is a space for that like Mm -hmm. just because that's not what you see doesn't mean it doesn't exist it just means like hey we're creating this space for it now yeah yeah just a good thing (laughs) um so what's next for you so like listen i don't want to stress you out and say like you gotta do better but but (laughs) what are you most excited about coming forward so what i'm most excited about right now other than my personal business is real estate Mm. um i really really want to build a, a real estate portfolio i have always been interested in real estate I mean, I guess not always, but since I bought my first house when I was 20, yeah. that's when I Which started. Which is awesome. Like, <laughs> at 20, yeah. you know what I was doing? I was using fake IDs to go get fucked up. Oh, yeah. And that's normal. That, that's normal. <laughs> I wish it wasn't. It's totally normal. <laughs> yeah, no. But it is. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's totally normal. But I did. I bought a house. Uh... I don't even know why. Like, I was just like, I don't want to pay yeah, rent. Like, nobody told me to buy a house. Yeah. My parents didn't influence me and say, hey, go buy a house. Yeah. Like, my dad was actually trying to talk me out of buying this house that I chose to buy because it needed quite a bit of work. Yeah. And he probably wanted me to not do that because he knew he would have to get he his hands in there. It, yeah. He's like, you're just making more <laughs> yep. work for me. But he did it anyway. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I have a funny story about that I got to tell real quick. So it's so funny um, in hindsight because we were upstairs in my bedroom and he was helping me paint my bedroom. Mm-hmm. He paints on the wall. My full name is Shayna. My nickname is Shay, and everybody knows me as Shay, but my full name is Shayna, just so you know when I'm going to tell my story. My dad writes on the wall, Shayna is gay. I was dead. <laughs> Wait, and but I he still didn't have know. a picture. No. No. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't out. And he still had I still have that picture on my Facebook today. It's freaking hilarious. What did he what did he say? Did, when you when I came out? Yeah. He was totally he actually I don't even think I had to come out to him. He was just like, whatever. But I were told you my like mom. remembering he wrote that? I don't even know if I've ever brought that oh, up to him. That's I don't know. So funny. Yeah. But yeah. we would joke with each other. Like yeah. he it's so funny looking back at it because the reason he painted that on the wall is because we would joke around with each other and I would uh like anytime we were trying to get each other's attention, like when we used to live together when I was younger, obviously, and um, when he was at my house helping me, yeah. I would call out his name and be like, Dad. And he'd be like, if he answered what, I'd be like, you're gay. And then because we weren't supposed to answer each other, we were supposed to stay secretive yeah. and like not let each other oh know where we were. It's just a little game. I don't even know. But it's just hilarious because now I'm gay and he totally accepts me. <laughs> he just awesome. defends me to no end. But um, yeah. Your parents funny. sound amazing. It's yeah, cool. they're pretty cool. Awesome. <laughs> um, Wait, so what? Oh, real estate. Okay, real estate. Yes. Oh, see, that's what I was hoping to know. Oh, there we go. So, real estate. 
So um, I'm trying to kind of navigate where I want to go with real estate in terms of investing because I bought this Section 8 course from this guy named Tom. Uh, I found him on uh, TikTok and I bought his course and it's going really well, but I don't like I started looking up a lot of different types of real estate investment, like buying and flipping homes. Mm -hmm. And so I've been looking into that and I just I need to kind of narrow it down, you know, and I'm still doing my research and Googling because I don't know what I'm doing. Uh Just figuring it out on my own. Yeah. (laughs) And YouTubing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I bought and flipped a home. I bought and flipped a trailer. I bought and flipped a camper. But those were, you know, just a guessing game. I need to be more strategic when I'm spending the kind of money that I'm planning on spending. Yeah. So I'm either going to do section eight or I'm going to do flips or I'm going to buy, do the Burr method, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm doing something. I would yeah. like to buy four properties this year. That's my goal. Nice. Yeah. I think my goal is one. <laughs> but, I, mean, <laughs> I, should I should make that I a goal, but it. I want to make I it. I, I want to do more. Um, all right. So I have this question that I ask at the end. Mm-hmm. When, I don't know if there's a certain age for you that you think of when you think of your childhood self, but um, mine's always nine. I don't know why. But if you could go back and talk, uh, give your childhood self like a little piece of advice or just something that you would say, what, what would you say? don't let a relationship hold you back Mm. from doing what you really want to do because as a younger human being even from a childish age Mm -hmm. I I would date people and I would literally engulf myself in that and it's kept me from so many opportunities I was so worried about keeping them around and making them happy and I would lose myself in it and so I would definitely tell my younger self to um, keep my independence from my relationship and, and don't let myself engulf myself mm-hmm. in that relationship. That's actually, an, I have another question, then I have a follow-up question for that. Mm-hmm. How, um, now, where mm-hmm. you are now, how do you do that? How do you not get engulfed in your relationship? So one thing that I used to do was put my job and my likes and enjoyments, hobbies, on the back burner, mm-hmm. but I always make sure that that comes in the forefront and my relationship comes beside it and I keep my friendships as well and I have a good like uh, separation of time Mm -hmm. with all of it because instead of spending 24 hours seven days a week with my girlfriend Mm -hmm. I spend a good amount of time on my hobbies I talk to her a set amount of time you know and it and it keeps that kind of like excitement alive too if I'm freaking hanging out with my girlfriend every single day all day of the week you get on each other's nerves you irritate each other you don't have much to talk about i mean isn't that how lesbian deathbed happens isn't yeah like bed death yeah i always say it backwards yeah <laughs> it's one or the other i don't even know but yeah yeah that's that's awesome yeah so i prioritize me and my needs and i never ever let that waver you know because yeah. if i'm not taking care of me i can't be good in my relationship right. And you, um, when, you know, it gets you into a different vibration even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you get knocked out and then that's how so many people all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, I don't even know who I am anymore. Yeah, and I think a part of the reason why I would engulf myself in these relationships so much is because I was so worried that they wouldn't want to be with me anymore. Um, I, I've been cheated on and so that kind of like triggers me sometimes. But yeah. I'm also in a relationship where I would never even worry about her doing yeah. anything, going anywhere. To, like I yeah. have no worries at all. And that... Part of that helps but the other part is I have just really realized like there is nothing in me that can stop somebody from cheating on me right. from doing me wrong from lying to me there is nothing that can stop that and the more that I push myself to try to force someone not to cheat on me because I want to pay attention to everything they're doing 
it's you're making gonna, it happen exactly what you pay attention to what you focus on comes yeah. about yeah. yeah and karma is real and if you do something wrong it's gonna come and turn around and get yeah. you it's like I, i'm not i can't focus my energy on that i gotta be me and be a good person and you know continue to do the things that i love to do and just and the fact of the matter is if somebody cheats on you it's about them it's not about you exactly yeah, yeah. and i always would think it's about me like what am i doing wrong what can what can i change you know yeah well, that's a good place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Well, we got, uh, is there anything else you want to share with anybody before we leave? Uh, if you want to be an entrepreneur, take that leap, like, yeah. but work hard. Don't think that like anything is going to come in your lap. Like if you're doing a 40 hour a week job and you're like, I don't know how I could be an entrepreneur. Keep doing that job. Work extra. Like mm-hmm. take four hours a day out of your day or even two hours a day out of your day and start doing some research. And whatever field you want to go into, highly recommend a business coach, always. 100%. And I am going to add to that, it's never too late. Yeah, it's never too late. Never, ever, ever. Like, the only time it's too late is when you're six feet under. Mm -hmm. I hate these timelines that people give. Like, you need to be married by a certain time, have kids, do this, do that. It is 2022. We're not, I was about to say 2021. (laughs) I kept saying, I kept thinking it was 2020. I don't know why, but. It's crazy. But we're not in that age anymore. You could be 40, 50, 60 and start a business. A hundred percent. Like, I forget, what's the lady, the cook? uh, She was like older. Is she Asian? No. Oh, there's this she's funny like Asian old, lady on TikTok that's an hilarious old, and so. Uh, lady, she's like looks like an old lady, and she she went before TikTok time and everything, but she didn't start till she was like seventy years old. Really? Yeah, and she's one of the most famous. I I don't know why her name is leaving me right now, but um, I'll have to look it up. After. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go, guys. Start your business. Listen, you can do if if we can do it, if Shay can do it, you can do it. Yep. Literally googled the the life out of things and yeah. look at you now. I wasn't fed with a silver spoon, that's for I sure. I love it. And you know what? Like, I often think that when you are, that that's a disservice to you. Yeah, because it can be for sure. It 100% can be because you, you don't, don't really know have what to is, learn. Yeah, you, and if you don't learn, like, but you can always make the decision to learn whether you mm-hmm. grew up, whatever way you grew up. doesn't matter. I was writing about that today. Like, whether, uh, wherever you come from, like you have the opportunity to take responsibility for your life. And once you do that, it's in your fucking hands. And that's an amazing thing. Weight lifted off your shoulder. Wait, what? My circumstance doesn't mean that I have to end up this way. No, take responsibility. Forget about the past. Move forward. Um, Here, moving out. It's up to you. So 100%. Cool. Awesome. All right, guys. We'll be back soon. Thank you for having me. All right. That was train with Shay. It's just Shay, but I call her train with Shay. Um, awesome, awesome story. Super motivating. If you want to follow Shay, listen, check out the show notes. I'm going to add all the things so you can follow Shay, follow along with what she's doing, all the properties coming her way, the business moves, uh, the relationship, all the things. Go follow Shay and I will be back here again soon.